Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability explicit or implied shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Well, good evening, good evening, good evening, and welcome to another fabulous show of Setting It Straight with Miss Gray. And I must introduce the young ladies that has accompanied me on this journey and will be with us and be together for like forever. We are Black Girl Magic in the Holy Ghost, happening all the day long. Without further ado, I have Miss Tommy who's my right, left hand. She's around the corner from me here in the O. Hey, <laughs> hey, Tommy. And then I have Miss Trey all the way from Hampton, Virginia. But we originally came out of Palm Beach County. So we, you know, she's, she's part of Florida now. She is part of Florida. Amen and amen. Well, I don't, I'm not sure if Stephanie will be joining us, but if not, that's not a problem because I know she's got things to do and places to be, and it is all good. Well, welcome to the first Monday in May. Can you believe it? This is May and we're already experiencing rainstorms and tornadoes and fierce weather craziness and we've we've got a pending war uh we've got you know prices are going up on housing uh people can't people are just leaving housing now they can't even uh stay anywhere they're living in their cars now you can't even car to get a car anymore because now most of the dealerships are going to be selling new uh, old car used cars excuse me used cars um, dealership fees, I just found out over the weekend, as of today, dealership fees have doubled, have doubled. So you have to be, make sure you're hearing from the voice of the Lord because he is still in the blessing business. The God we serve, Jesus and the Holy Spirit, so you won't get this confused or twisted, they're in the blessing business. 
Trust me when I say they are in the blessing business. So tonight we got to continue talking about trauma and we're going to go into some more stories and, and some more testimonies of, as people would like to share. Uh, we also want to recognize it is Mental Health Awareness Month. It is Older Americans Month. It is Mother's Day Month. It is uh, the Asian and Pacific Island Month, Awareness Month. I, I can barely get that all out. But anyway, and uh, throughout the month, we're going to be celebrating some other, bringing to your awareness what people are doing, what we're celebrating, what the awarenesses are, and what they should be. And this is Leisha Gray talking at this point. You need to be praying. Everybody has a prayer point. Everybody, whatever gets your goat, gets you upset, gets you angry, gets you uh, just all twisted up in knots when you hear about it, you need to be praying. You need to be praying. You don't need to have a commentary. We don't need to discuss it and beat it to death in words and our, our own thoughts. No, you need to be praying. Everybody in the world that says that they are a Christian, that they are of any denomination, let me, let me go ahead and get that out of the way. You should have prayer points. Because why? Prayer changes things. Done. And I'm going to talk about something that occurred this weekend that I had to make that very clear because I couldn't take it anymore. I couldn't take it anymore. But you all have to, you have to stop leaving God out of things. It's not working. It's not going to work. Do and trust God and watch what he will do because he is in the blessing business. All right. So anybody wants to, I'm going to get into the trauma piece again. And I think we're going to just have this throughout the month because we're also going to be talking about mental wellness later on in a few weeks and what that is all about. What is mental wellness? And basically, you know, even with trauma, and a person experiencing trauma and coming out of trauma, or you're still in trauma. One thing with trauma is, it, it's, while it has been an experience, it is something that happens to you. You can't stay in that too long. You, you, you can't get lost in that. You can't keep bringing that up. You've got to be healed at some point. Because if you don't, you're not moving forward at all. You're just like the little gerbil on the, on, or the hamster on the wheel, which I have yet to figure out why the hamster jump on that thing in the first place. And they jump on it every day. <laughs> they jump on and, and they don't only, uh, I, I don't think the gerbil's brain is big enough to say I need to exercise today. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. So if we have any animologists or zoologists out there, please come on the show. I will have you and we will feature you on the show. So you can explain to us why hamsters and gerbils and mice get on this wheel that they can. And I'm waiting to see how they get off. I, I never see how they get off because they have to throw their bodies off to get, you know, anyway. If you keep bringing up the same thing, the same thing. <laughs> they can't even find the new electronic components for the new cars. <laughs> Thank you, Soul Maiden. <laughs> Amen. I'm serious. I want. I got. I, I gotta just go to the pet store and just watch a gerbil and and the hamster wheel because. But if you don't let go of the trauma, if you don't ease your mind and rest your mind and rest your emotions and rest your heart, that thing turns on you. That turns on you. It envelops you. It, it takes over your being. I've seen this because this is why people come to therapy. This is why people are court ordered to therapy because of their actions and behaviors. Lots of times. And it's what, what does it stem from? They didn't wake up one day and say, oh, I'm angry at the world and I'm going to, I'm going to show, I'm going to show how angry I am. No, it's been in them all along unresolved issues there's no therapist that will not agree with me unresolved issues unsettled conversations and we could go a lot of places with it i'm not going to talk the whole time because I, I want the ladies to definitely you know tune in and and stuff so i want to hear some of your your thoughts ladies and then i'll talk about some trauma some uh 
that I didn't think it was trauma. I didn't know it was trauma because, you know, people, your parents just raise you and you just keep going and you don't think it's trauma till you go to the uh, your classmates' house and say, hmm, they don't do that in their house. Interesting. Ladies? Well, you know, too often when um, children experience parents constantly arguing, you notice your child will start doing this and they don't want to hear no more. Or they don't, they get tired of hearing the constant bickering and complaining of one another, blaming each other back and forth. That's trauma. Little do we realize how much it affects our children till when they grow older and become adults. Either they still do this because they don't want to hear all that um, complaining and riffraffing, all that that brings back old memories that hurts because eventually and hopefully they don't all hear or see that mom or that dad being abused or hit or whatever the case may be. But just that verbal abuse is just as traumatizing as the physical abuse, be it the victim or the children. And the person that's divvying out that, they have no clue how they're affecting their child because it becomes that continuous behavior or that's what the behavior they look for, you know? And it's sad and it's, it's really sad how children can be affected by this type of trauma. Is easy. It's easy, but yet it's, it's very bad. I, I want to piggyback on, on what uh, Tommy just said. You know, uh, like I said, sometimes you have to remove yourself from the noise. But if you don't have anywhere to go away from the noise, it could be traumatizing. Uh, I know I don't like a whole lot of noise certain times. There's a time to make noise and a time to be quiet. And when I'm ready for quiet, I'm ready for quiet. And so I even prepare myself for quiet, you know, making sure everything is done, you know, being a caregiver, making sure I've taken care of my loved one, that they're good for the night. And then I try to, you know, wind down, whether it be laying down watching TV or turning on, 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 the, uh, you know, the TV to find, you know, we have this, um, it's on Dish, and they have this channel called Gallery. And every month, they change the scenes. And so last night, I was watching it. It was like a scene, I don't know, Montana, maybe Colorado. And you have to watch it, because every so few minutes, something will change. Like a bird might fly across, balloon, an air balloon might fly in the air. The flowers, you might see them swaying. It's like a still picture, but it's beautiful. Um, and then during thanks, you know, Thanksgiving, they'll have a scene, Christmas. Yada, yada, that type of stuff. So I try to find things that are calming, soothing. Um, and at night, I ask my dad, do you want to watch TV or do you want to listen to music? And he wants to listen to music. And so we put on jazz, spa music, something that's kind of relaxing. And I, But I think you, sometimes you have to remove yourself from the noise. And, you know, especially during, with traumatic stuff. And um, I just want to piggyback on one thing. Sometimes death is traumatic for people especially if it's a loved one that has been uh, taking care of everything and has been like a parent. If you now you got, okay, now I got to figure it out or a spouse or, you know, that could be traumatic for some folks. Um, so looking at that, how to deal with that. We all know there's, you're going to live and you're going to die. You know, death is one of, is the ultimate end to, to life, but you know, it's just how people handle it. It, it could be a traumatic experience. Well, too often we allow ourselves and our loved ones to go through that. And when, when does it stop? How can it stop? What solutions can we give to possibly bring on a coming of your spirit? Because that, to me, it's like a coming of the spirit. And it's like, 
if you always looking for negative, you're going to always give out negative. And just like, you know, it's so easy. Like sometimes like at work, it's so funny when the work is not as heavy. They, oh man, I can't stand not doing nothing. Oh, is it? But I'll turn around and say, well, hey, just be blessed that we have this moment of calming down. We can catch up on your emails. You can read some of the news, what we have for the company that we're working for. Take that time to catch up. Don't complain about it. Be thankful you have the job. Because too easy, it's so easy to complain or downplay something that is so good. And but then you become traumatized when the boss come in there. Well, have you done this? Have you done that? Can you can you look at this? Can you look at that? Okay, but then you mad because you got to do all these different things that he's asking or she's asking. Wherein, if you just stop complaining and just stop and just relax and allow this quiet time, like you say, it's the quiet time. You know, your phones are not ringing off the hook. You're not getting constant emails and, you know, requests that needs to be this or that or whatever the case may be. Sometimes we need have to learn how to be quiet and be still. Not just saying we being still in God, but still long enough to catch up while you got that peace and quiet and accept that peace and quiet at that time. Because when it's all hustle and bustle, yeah, you work and your day go fast and easy. But at the end of the day, you be worn like, oh my God, I feel like I just ran a mile, the, what, the half marathon or the marathon, but I've been sitting right here in this chair, but I'm constantly on the go. I'm constantly on the go. This is happening. That happened. Take a minute to take a breather and just accept the moment for the moment it is and keep and just be still. That's that's what I try to do is to get caught up in reading. And I love reading. And I agree with you. You have to take time. My time is at night because I, I'm okay if I read and I overdo my reading and my time that I had set. But at least I've had that time to read and I sleep so well after I have read because now my mind is at ease. I've, I've done some reading that I enjoy reading and I enjoy the, um, and like, especially when I'm in my Bible, I be flipping from, from old to new, new to old. And you just, and you allow God to just minister to you. That is relaxing. That is relaxing. You don't always have to have the noise in your ear, just right. the reading and it's just calming or Doing puzzle books. I love, like right now, I got this little puzzle book, Find a Word. I love it. It's relaxing. It's relaxed. I keep it right here and I keep it near me because when I have idle time and I'm not reading, I do my Find a Word just to keep my mind at ease and not always racing because that's so often we do that. Yeah, I'm finding that people do not know how to calm themselves down. They don't know how to rid themselves of the voice, the, the noise, the noise. And I'm going to say this and I'll say this until I take my last breath again. Everybody hears voices. Everybody hears voices. You leave, you're rushing to get to work and everything. So you're getting in the car and you're like, okay, did I cut the iron off? All right. And if you drink coffee, prepare coffee, did I cut everything off? Okay. What is, what is I supposed to do today? And you're hoping that this, okay. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. I'm supposed to do this, this, and this, and this. So that other, that checker, that balance, that balance piece in you is said, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. Now, the only thing we're hearing voices is that some of us know how to cut them off while others don't know how. Some people like to run. They like to go, not really achieving much. Cause you look at them like, God, you're just like a road runner. You were just over here. What you, how'd you get over there? You know? And then they, and then they stop and you stop them for a minute. And they're like, what? Okay. I gotta be doing something. I've heard people say, Oh, I got, I gotta keep busy. I just gotta keep busy. Well, that's anxiousness. 
that's anxiety. That's that that that's that, and it's non-productive. Some people just don't know how to calm themselves down. They don't know how to steal the voice. They don't know how to stop the thinking. Some people cannot go, they've convinced themselves they can't go to sleep. That's why we have all this sleep medication on the market, over the counter, under the counter, you know, because people have convinced themselves they can't go to sleep. Yeah, because you're thinking all the time. It's like, okay, I got to think about what tomorrow. I got to do this. No, 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 no. So another avenue, and we're still talking about trauma, to de-traumatize yourself. You've got to slow it down a minute. And then you've got to stop and say, okay, is this... Is my rehashing the same thing over and over and over? Or is it that this supervisor triggers this memory of this event that happened to me? Or this person triggers that? Why is that? What really is that? Because you could trigger me. You could provoke me. These memories come flooding back. I was traumatized in my second marriage. I lived in fear because once after I got married, a year after I was married, uh, the babies, I became pregnant. Don't know how, because I don't like to take medication. Well, I kind of maybe know how. But anyway, um, anyway, pregnant with the twins. And I'm like, this marriage is not even working. Lord, why would you even let me do? Oh, wow. And so the first six years of my marriage, I lived in misery and I cried. That's why I have the dark circles under my eyes because I feared that all he needed to do, my husband needed to do was to take the babies across state line. We're still married. We're still living in the same house. Florida is not going to chase him. And he would go to his family's hometown. So I had to suffer in silence for the sake of my children. And I had to grin and bear it. I was traumatized. And he was violent once towards me. Scared me half to death. I'm up here in Orlando. I'm not in my hometown. Who can I call? I don't have family like that who will come and look after me, who I could just pack up the kids and go. I don't have, I've been, I know what that feels like. And I'm like, okay, Lord. I could do one or the other. Maybe he'll just go. Well, no, he came back. I'm the, I'm the, I pay the cost to be the boss. I pay the rent. So I'm not going anywhere. You just leave me alone. No problem. He was already sleeping on the couch. He was already sleeping on the couch. I had the master bedroom and we went about our day. We went about our time. Thank God for the children. But I lived in trauma and I know my kids saw that. And I made him, when we had good days, I made him go back. I said, I need to talk to you. I said, because you know what I do for a living. You know how I listen to people and their problems. And I see people who don't resolve their issues. You traumatize the kids when you hit me in front of them. I need you to go back and explain that to them as best as you can. I know you grew up with it. Your mother and daddy were fighting. Your brothers fought. That was a, the thing to do. And, and if you were a brother, to, uh, 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 if you were related to your brother and the brother had enemies, you everybody fought. I get it. I get it. But can you please go back and take away that pain and that experience for them, for me? Please. I know you love them. I need you to, you could take them all three, go to dinner, or I'll leave the house so I won't be around. I won't influence. I won't chime in. I, won't, I need you to do this if you don't mind. And he's like, I didn't know it was that bad. I said, yeah, trauma, you, you traumatize them because these, these three people are looking at you and you're showing them how a husband is, how a man treats a woman. And you, you place that, that pill, that bitter pill in the mind gate. So they'll think there's nothing to hit somebody, to hit at somebody. It's nothing. Then I explained to him something my oldest son did. He was watching cartoons one day. This is before I even married him. I was divorced from the, my oldest son's father. And uh, he was watching cartoons. Uh, I think it was either Bugs Bunny or um, Sylvester the Cat with Tweety Bird. And I, I didn't think nothing of it. You know, we're killing time. I'm getting dressed. I'm getting ready to take him to daycare, right? My, my son was not a violent kid. He wasn't an angry kid. He never, no emotion, basically. He was a happy kid. 
I drop him off at daycare. I'm driving away to go to a meeting. I get a call from the daycare owner saying, um, uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Lewis, at that time was Lewis, can you come back? Because um, we've had an episode with Donald. I said, what kind of episode? Well, while this one little kid was eating, he kind of choked him. And I was like, what? I said, I'm on my way. Is the child okay? Did they lose consciousness? You know, I'm already doing liability stuff, you know? And she goes, no, he's fine. He's fine. He's fine. I said, I know you got the, t- are there any marks on his neck? You know, are, are any marks? But she goes, no, you know, it's okay. So being the mother that I am, and then we may lose viewers after this, but I drove up, parked, went in, went straight to the activity room. I said, Donald, I said, um, where does your back door lead to? And she said, well, that's the playground area. I said, I need a few minutes. Can you stall some time? Don't come back there yet. And she's looking at me like, yes, ma'am. I said, thank you. Grabbed him by the shirt and walked him out the back, closed the door. I said, I don't understand. I know I let you watch cartoons. And I know what you were watching because that's what Tweety Bird, uh, Sylvester the Cat did to Tweety Bird that morning. Tweety was eating uh, and stuff and Sylvester the Cat snuck around and grabbed him by the neck and Tweety Bird's eyes were doing like this. And I said, do you want to see the, the boy's eyes pop out? Well, he said, well, I saw it. I said, I know you did. And I'm talking like this, guys. And before I knew it, I had him here. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I had him here, and I took him to the fence. His feet weren't on the ground. I said, how does this feel? I said, son, that was a cartoon you were watching this morning. That's make-believe. You don't put your hands on nobody. And he's looking at me and he's like, I said, do, do you understand what mommy's saying? You touch nobody. You won't be watching cartoons anymore. And we're going to have a further discussion. Now, you're going to go back in. I still had him. You're going to go back in and then you're going to apologize to that young man. And you better pray that his parents don't file a lawsuit. And he looked at me. The owner came out. She said, um, Miss Lewis, everything okay? I said, yeah. Couldn't be better. But he saw it on the cartoon. I know what he's watching. Because I look back and I said, oh, God, Tweety Bird, you don't stand a chance. You know, I knew Sylvester was going to get him. Now, of course, they're trying to, they're going to take uh, Tom, you know, Tom and Jerry off the, off the, off the syndicate and stuff like that. I mean, it was just playful, but here's a little child, three years old, four years old, think it's funny. And oh, wow, he's doing the same thing. Why, you know, <sighs> thank God nothing came out of it. I was ready. I was ready. I was ready. And I was praying, God, please don't let nothing come of this. And I know my son was traumatized by the way I reacted too. But I had, later on when I came and got him and you know at school, I, I had to I really just sat him down. I didn't change clothes. I didn't let him go play. No, you gotta listen to me. You can't do that. And this is why. And this is why. So our children go through things and that and it's horrible things. I can't even imagine horrible things. And now we're finding, you know, children dead and been buried for 30 years of cold cases and all kinds of stuff. I can't even imagine what that child went through. People sitting in prison now and in jails and stuff. You need to be, you need, I don't even think you need to, it's my personal opinion. We don't need to have death row. 
once you're found guilty and you have a sentence of death, we just need to just take you out back. Done. <laughs> Done. That's my opinion. It works. <laughs> Done. Old Testament style. <laughs> Done. We told you not to steal. You stole. Goodbye. Anyway, trauma is in, comes in all shapes and sizes. What's traumatizing to me may not be traumatizing to you because you grew up like that. You grew up like that. It was something when I went to, you know, I didn't know we were poor. My parents had me in private school. But I know they were paying double tuition because I wasn't Catholic. But when I went over to my best friend Kelly house, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a big house. Well, her dad's a cardiologist and the mom was a stay-at-home mom. They only had two kids. And I'm like, my house don't look like this. Huh. Hmm. So there is a difference. There's a difference. But it didn't traumatize me. I enjoyed it. So I could go over to that house. They had a pool and everything. And I go to my little classmates' houses and we had a good time. What traumatized me was my own family saying, you talk like you white. No, I'm just speaking proper English, pronouncing the endings of my words. It wasn't until I became an adult that I realized I was in singing, I was in choir, I was in speech, and I was in acting. What did they teach us? Make sure the last person in the last row in the audience can understand you. So how is how can that make how can I make that happen? Watch this. You project and you pronounce the endings of your words. Did, did my diction just change? Because I can talk like this all I can talk like this all the time. Now you you gotta figure out what I'm saying. So I've been traumatized as a child from being adopted by folks that I was raised with. Because they didn't understand. They didn't understand. Why are you putting her in a private school? Why are you letting her go to school with those people? I thank God for the sacrifice my parents made. Because I wouldn't have been exposed to a part of life that I would only hear about or see on TV. Now, those people don't scare me. They bleed red blood like we all do. <laughs> so, and death. I'm going to say this, and then ladies, you come on in, please. Death. Death is a monster. I don't care if you're not close. To, I've seen it in all scenarios. I've seen the closest of families. The closest of families. They so tight, they do everything together. They go on vacation. I've seen it all. But when one person dies, there's always going to be one other person that can't handle it. And everything comes spilling out. Just like Medea's family uh, funeral, the funeral one. It's true to life. And some people cannot handle that, even though you watch, even and it's different, even if you watch a person slowly transition, even if you know that that loved one has an illness and the ultimateness is death, there's no getting around it. You're going to still have your moment. Have your moment. Celebrate them as much as you can. Make sure you take care of unresolved issues. Make sure you, I let everybody know I love you. And I really mean it. I appreciate you. I let you know that because I really do. Because tomorrow is not promised. Trey and I hadn't talked in years. She never, she didn't even know what happened to me. And we came back, we, she didn't know. Tommy's right here. She didn't know. So, but you know, it's the last conversation we had that bridges us together. It's that last conversation. We can pick it up where we left off. They didn't even know I was in the hospital. They didn't know what I ha had happened to me. But we had a good relationship. We had good memories, good experiences, good conversation, supporting things, su supporting relationships. 
no unresolved issue. If I left here tomorrow, I have no unresolved issues with these ladies. They have no unresolved issue with me. They, they let me know how they feel now. If they got questions, they question it now. I got a question. What do you think about this? Or what did you mean by that? No, we don't have those. So trauma can sprout off behaviors, unhealthy behaviors, memories, unforgiveness, unable to forget stuff. And guess what? Just like that gerbil, you may be moving, but you're not going anywhere. Ladies. I, like, I, I, I think one of the things, too, when we talked about, you know, I think, Tommy, you said, how do we stop that? You know, how do we break um, cycles or you, you have to acknowledge and look around and observe, you know, in different environments, you know, look at your environment that you live in and look at other environments and compare. Do I want to be in my environment? Or do I want to be over there in an environment similar to something else? Um, my environment is, I, I like it. I like to feel safe in my environment as, as possible. You know, right now, you, you, you can only be but so so safe, you know, because you have people who are ruthless, ruthless everywhere. But I, I look at, you know, comparison, you know, where would I want to be? And then you try to align yourself with folks who are doing the same thing. Uh, one of the things, too, if you cannot escape, and this is one of the things I teach, uh, try to teach my adult clients, especially, because some of them used to live or, or lived in an assistant living facility and invest in some, some earbuds, simply because you have to get the noise out. You know, you have to create your own noise or your own quietness, because if you have over 30, 40 folks that are living in, in, a, in a facility, Everyone has a different issue. Some things are similar, but everybody's not the same. That can affect you. You know, that can affect you. I know go, me, me going in, I said, wow, I don't know if I could. You know, I don't know if I could. But you do, I guess you do what you have to do because you have to do it. So, you know, I would encourage or buy a set of earbuds. Uh, if they have a cell phone or radio, plug those things in. And also try to explore different music channels. You know, you know, the more bumpity bump, you're going to bounce. If you're looking for something relaxed, you got to find something that's going to relax you, whether it be um, uh, musical tones, instrument tones, sounds of nature. You know, you have to kind of create your own environment. And that's what I do. I, I try to create the environment that I want to have and I can take with me easily. And so, but not everybody has that. But you have to, you have to, you really have to be in tuned with what's going on. You can't just let stuff go because you can be just like that, that uh, gerbil on the wheel, just spin, 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 spin. Cause that's what he's used to. But if you say, why am I spinning? You know, why am I doing this? And sometimes you have to change the channel. You know, sometimes you have to change, change that channel. Let's switch it up and do something differently and try something new because people are scared to try things. People are scared to try something new. No, I don't need that because this is this and that has that stigma behind it. But try something new. You know, I'm not saying you have to like, I'm not saying go bungee jump, but experience other things because I'm not bungee jumping. You know, I, I, I'm not changing that channel. That's not, that's not happening. So, um, but create some, your own environment that's going to kind of help calm you down. And recognize what hypes you up. If this is what you listen to at night, at night if you're trying to sleep, you don't want that. You know, also the screens from the cell phone, the screens from your tablets, all that stuff is stimulating. The screens from the tele, that's stimulating. It's going to hype you up. So that's not the environment you want to be. I think, um, like Tommy hit it, the word search puzzles, the reading of the books, those things that, you know, you're, you're doing the actual stuff. And it's not noise coming into your your ears and, and, and placing things there. So that that's my suggestion. And maybe make yourself a, a personal toolbox, your your relaxation toolbox of things that calm you down. And when you want to calm down, go to that box, whatever you call it. It could be puzzles, games, whatever, earbuds, and go to that and use that as a as, as something that you can uh, uh, create your environment with. You know, you hit that on the head. And just like, for me, 
my peace and quiet, I don't turn no TV on. I know that's crazy. I know a lot of people have an issue with that. But like you said, you find that peace of mind of music to relax yourself. And I just want to piggyback off of what you were saying, Ms. Gray, about you was thinking about your children being taken. I have a girlfriend. Her mom and her dad was married. Now, the mom had two children prior to their marriage, but he he embraced all of them. And it was five of them. And it would just so happen. She was a young girl. She said she remember that day. She didn't understand what was going on. But the dad took off with two of her sisters. He was trying to get all five of them. But the brother picked her up and held the other sister back. And he left with the other two sisters and raised them. And the mom, she called the police. She called everything. She, they were legally married. And it was really nothing to do. And, and the people actually told him, say, what you need to do is let him take care of him. Let him raise him. That hurt her to her heart. But it was nothing she could do because she still had three to continue to raise. And had to show her face. They eventually got a divorce. But I don't know at what point the divorce came about. But nevertheless, one of the sisters are deceased, but there's one that's still alive. And she... She, I think she harbors that her mom didn't come get her. And it wasn't that she weren't trying. She just didn't have the, the uh, availability and the resources to make that trip with three children to try to come back. And it would have been really hard for her to do that, meaning that this man had control of whatever, whatever. But that sister needs counseling but at this point in time you know they just have to accept her for who she is but it doesn't stop her from loving her as a sister and the mother never stopped loving any of her children she loved them all whenever she could be there be there she was there but at some point she had to say i lord it's, it's a reason for you doing what you did and she had to accept that and she's a praying, God-fearing woman that loved the Lord and tried to live her life that way. So it's not just you that have thought of that. Some of them have lived that. And it's, it's a sad situation, but life went on. Everybody's grown. You know, they know her, they, her grandchildren know her, but now it's up to them to, to men's that 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 um gap that might have been there so i don't know exactly how deep things are and i i don't get into it but like i told her we talk about it for you to verbalize it get it out your system and she said but i you know and in the in her conversation she said but i still love my sisters i still love them but back to the healing part like you said, the counseling, finding that peace of mind. I know, like my daughter, she likes to go sit at the at the beach. And my one that stays in, in um, Virginia, she likes to go and believe it or not, it's a spot by the airport that the planes come in and out. She see the planes go in and out. That is calming and peace to her. She say, I might have a little music on, but it's very soft. But I just enjoy, I get away. She said, my mind just get away. And she find her peace of mind. So there are ways that we have to find our way to peace of mind. It's sometimes not easy. It's not always easy. But once you find that quiet space, that quiet place, embrace it. You don't have to tell nobody about it because sometimes... You need to be totally by yourself. 
and just get your peace of mind and build your relationship and build your relationship with God. He'll give you that peace of mind. He said what? I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mm -hmm. mind. Amen. And a lot of times people, that's where they get you because they get in your mind. They place things. They It's, it's like planting seeds in your mind and make you second guess or doubt yourself. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you got to shake it off and say, you know what? That is not going to take place today. I'm not hearing it. And I'm quick and I have, and I'm going to get off after this, but I'm quick <laughs> to holler and say, the devil is a lie. That ain't going to happen. And before I know it, I'll be done said it with the quickness. And, you know, a couple of people, they say, well, I kind of got offended. Okay, you can be offended, but I'm not accepting that. And I'll tell you quick, because I've, I've taught, the word has taught me that I am not to accept negativity or things that is against what God is giving me. And that's a peace of mind. So find yourself to have that peace of mind. And I'm a hush. <laughs> well, the important piece is also something that you said, but all of you have said, um, it, uh, another piece we haven't even talked about, and that is checking your inner circle. The people who you are around, what are they saying to you? What are they, what are they, you know, what kind of influence are they having, do they have on you? And that's a big thing, especially nowadays. God is revealing and exposing people. Hidden agendas and everything is out. It had, the, the cream is risen to the top of evil that's out there. And people who don't have your best interest at heart. So you need to check people who are around you. Because if they keep you in the past, they keep bringing up the past. Don't you remember when? Oh, I remember when. No, that's not helping me. And that's not, it's not a narcissistic thing to be able to say, does this association bring me joy? Is this a growing, is this an opportunity for me to be better? Is this an opportunity for me to, to, to gain, you know, and to strengthen? And does this person, do they really have my best interest at heart? Because if you've got somebody that's constantly bringing up the past, they want you to stay back there and stuck with them. They're not going anywhere. Steve Harvey talks about it when he talks about his vision board and how that came about and acquiring property. He finally figured out there's 36 billion pieces of land across America. And he said, so that means, he said, I did my little hood math. That means that we could get six acres apiece. So he began to ask God, where's my six acres? And he was acquiring the six the acres because he wanted a fishing piece on it. And so then he went home to his hometown and his homeboys are still on the same corner he left them at 30 years ago. And they're like, Steve, oh man, we see you, you know, you're doing all right, you got it. So he's getting ready, he said, okay, he stood around, he said, I talked to him for a little bit. Then he went on to his car and they said, well, where you going, man? You ain't gonna hang out? He said, no, man, I can't hang on the street with y'all. Oh, you think you that? Oh, now you don't got this. And, and he said, Steve says he was getting the car. He said, now, Lord, they still on the same corner from 30, 40 years ago. Can I have that acres of land, please? And also, I got some homeboys in prison. They ain't going to ever need their land. Can I have their land, too? And he acquired over 300 acres of land. You have not because you ask not. You know, you have to have the faith of a mustard seed. And even though it's funny, and it is funny, and it will continue to be funny, but he was really uh, truthful. He said, they ain't going to need their land. Can I have their six acres each? <laughs> and he got that by believing in God and asking God for it. So you got to check the people that you're around. He could have felt guilty and said, oh, yeah, let me, let me hang out with them. No, he had a gig to go do. He had to get back on the plane and get home or go to the next state. He had to make money so he could take care of his family. He got his first million dollars and he and, the, he, he, he and his homeboy they out and stuff. And he said, oh, man, and they, they, they treated everybody in the club or whatever. And uh, the friend said, Steve, you ain't a millionaire no more. He said, what you mean I ain't a millionaire? He said, no, we don't spend all this money here. Getting all juiced up and everything. We buying dinner for everybody. You ain't a millionaire no more. 
Steve said, oh, I figured out. In order for me to be a millionaire, I have to have $2 million. Because the one million I'm spending. I'm, I'm, I'm paying bills out of that. <laughs> Learned a lot from that. But nevertheless, you have to embrace. And, and something Trey said also, I'm going to say this, and then we're going to talk about next week's show. Um, what Trey said, you got to embrace. You got to take accountability. You can assume the responsibility. What's your fault? What is it? Is it the cause? Are you causing this? What are you drawing to you? Okay. You've got to face some facts about some things. And the last question is, by me holding on to this issue, that experience, is it helping me to grow? Is it helping me to be a better person? Or will the experience of it me letting go and forgiving it going to make me a better person. You have to make that decision for yourself. Now I'm just going to segue next week. We're going to continue talking about trauma, but we're going to talk about generational and racial trauma. That's a whole, that's, I mean, we got 50 minutes on the show. We're going to do the best we can, but that's a whole big piece. And we're going to really focus on generational trauma. That's it. That's our time. And it has gone by very fast. Ladies, you all have a safe week. Be blessed. Jason, you be blessed as well. We will see you all next week. Same time, same station. Take care. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.